What's happening, weirdos? We're back with the bang. I just oh my ended God, the that's episode. That's how you ended it. But we are back. Welcome to We Made It Weird. Guys, we missed last week mm-hmm. and we're happy to be back. We were on a trip. Lots to unpack. This is a real therapy episode, <laughs> but also laugh so big I wrote some of them down to maybe do bits about them. So mm-hmm. it's it's a great We Made It Weird. It's a classic. It is a classic. And I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for listening. Uh, I mentioned this during the mid-rolls. Uh, we're just more grateful than ever that we have this. Obviously, we're on strike, the SAG and the WGA, and that's a beautiful thing. And I'm so grateful at the same time that we can keep doing this podcast. Uh, so the fact that you're here means a lot. We're glad. Lean times. <laughs> Lean time. Not a lot happening. Mm. So we're glad that we can express ourselves and uh, and and do the show and run these ads, which are going to keep the keep the lights on. That's right. Was that too real? No. Is that too vulnerable and honest? No. Like there's not a lot of work. Not a lot of work. Not a lot of work. I, I guess I, if you're picking up on something, I'm like, it's lean, it's lean times. It's leaner for other people. Oh, yeah. No, I, I just was talking to Kat, our wonderful friend who does hair, and oh, I'm yeah. staying in touch. I mean, My, it's rough out there. It's, yeah, for a lot of people who aren't even going to benefit from the yeah. strike. Well, now I feel weird. Oh, I didn't. Well, no, you made I, it weird. <laughs> um, yes, it is absolutely rough. So let's wrap it up. Let's get back to work. A-M-T-M-P-M-P-P-M-P. Give us, give us what we need, baby. And let's get going. Making the show biz. Just looks like someone hit their head on the keyboard every time I see that. All right. So we're glad you're here and check out. Go ahead. You go to him. Check out these beats picks. Support the show. Means a lot. And those of you that are new to the show, uh, you might not know this, but we only do ads for things that I actually use and actually love. And these Pete's Picks at the top of the show are absolute OG Pete's Picks. Magic Mind, you guys know I talk about Magic Mind a lot. I'm always offering it to the guests. Why? Because I want them to be on their game for the show. And when I am feeling sluggish, creatively drained, a little fatigued, having a hard time thinking, focusing, dialing in, Magic Mind is a magical elixir that helps me focus better, helps you focus better on your work, be more creative, and drink less coffee. Athletes have Gatorade, now creators have Creatorade. It is a mix of 12 functional ingredients, including matcha, nootropics that help you focus, and adaptogens that help you fight off stress. So it sort of rounds the edges of your coffee so you can drink it with your coffee or by itself. It doesn't make you wired, it gets you dialed in. 30% more stuff done on average, five to seven hours of 30% more productivity after drinking. Fighting off procrastination, brain fog, fatigue, and some ADD symptoms, getting you into that flow state. I love it. I find it mood elevating. I find it really, really helpful when I need to dig in and do work, answer emails, or write. It's incredible. And I have an amazing offer for weirdos from our friends at Magic Mind. All you have to do is go to magicmind.co slash weird and use my discount code at checkout weird for a limited 20% off. That's magicmind.co slash weird and use discount code weird for 20% off your first order. I swear, I swear by it and I hope you love it too. We're also brought to us by our friends at Living Libations. For years, I've been mindful about what I put in my body, but a couple years ago, I realized I wasn't being careful about what I put on my body, which of course 
ends up in your body. I was buying shaving cream and face washes that I thought were good because they had fancy French names and sold at mall kiosks. But of course, these things are filled with chemicals linked to disease and toxicity levels never intended for human skin or your body. And then I realized I want to eat food where I recognize the ingredients and I want my skincare to be the same Enter Living Libations, not only the best and most effective skincare, hot hair, eyes, teeth, and baby care products I have found, but also the most natural. You're not making compromise. It's badass, effective, powerful stuff, and it's natural, made exclusively with plants and oils and extracts that not only will you recognize, but you'll be able to easily pronounce. And now that it's summer, having a natural zinc-based sunblock for Leela is so important. And so many of the ones that I see online just aren't there. Love the Sun sunblock not only works and lasts a really, really long time, both the bottle lasts a long time, but also lasts on your skin a long time. We can feel great about putting it on ourselves and on our baby all summer long. So this is a great way to support the show. Get something small, get something big. Either way, you will be showing your love and your support of this show and your body some love as well. Go to livinglibations.com slash weird for 15% off. That's livinglibations.com slash weird. All right, everybody. Hope to see you on the road. PeteHolmes.com for all the tickets. And in the meantime, enjoy this wonderful chat. I'm so happy we did it. I feel so much better mm-hmm. now that we've had this chat. I hope you guys feel better after you listen as well. Get into it. Shit. Oh, nuts. Shit. Oh, nuts. We had two minutes of a very... Hot. I would say a hot... You being intro. like me. You being like me. I'm rubbing Anime, off on you. Is it you. freaking you out? No, I like me. I, I'm also just so... You know when I walk into a room and like when we drop Lee uh, off at camp and that woman in the medic's office was like, hi, and she like came right up to me at a 10. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus. And, and then I'm like... That's what I do. Yeah. It's the most it, confusing feeling in the world is that people that are like me freak you out. Freak me out. Here's how yeah. we here's how we began the podcast though. <laughs> I'm glad this is the part we're saving. It was arguably the worst part of those two and then minutes. You made the sound that you made in labor. Yes. And am I doing that again? Yeah. Okay. This is the sound I made for 58 hours. I will say it any chance I get. I had forgotten and I'm married to you. So say it loud. Say it proud. 58. Yeah. 58 hours. That's I was, more than two days. It was three days. I started going wow. to labor on the 21st and I was like, great. She's going to be a Virgo. Fantastic. Then the 22nd came and I was like, okay, 22nd is so cool. And like Beyonce's in town. I was supposed to go to Beyonce that night. Oh, yeah. And I was like, cool. And then the 23rd came and she came that evening. Yeah. (laughs) And she she was a Libra. I was so tired picking up Leela's eardrops that they said, what's her date of birth? And I just went September 23rd. And I know what it is now. But in the moment I was like. It's been a long day, man. Yeah. I can't be remembering uh, 20, the year. Twenty I think I guess twenty nineteen. <laughs> I was a year off. <laughs> My whole life, I think I've told you this. Boy, I just love the deliciousness of pointing the finger and being a victim. Mm-hmm. But my, my family, my father, my mother, my brother, less so my mother. 
But my brother and my father continuously think my birthday is March 31st. Oh, my God. I remember you telling me that because I think... <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. It is Like, you can't funny. even remember my birthday. I know. Those mother oh, You son of a... I remember thinking it was the... Tw- or not knowing if it was the 30th or the 31st for, like, the first birthday that we were dating. Yeah. And I remember you telling me that. And I was like, all right, this is very important. Remember oh, that, that it's, it's not the, 30th. the 31st. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you and Leela, like, first of all, you'd have to forget my birthday. So I'd be like, that was weird. Like, and I don't mention it. Right. And then on the 31st, you come in with breakfast in bed going, happy birthday. And I'm like, that would be rough for me. Yeah. Here's what I started to say that really wounded you up. But before, am I oh. giving my labor sound? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I really want to do it. Well, now it I does feel, feel good. I wanted you to do it. Okay. So the onus. The anus, I think. <laughs> my name is Onus is my favorite Weezer song. <laughs> it's a song about who's responsible. <laughs> it's a song about responsibility. <laughs> I'm carrying the weight of responsibility. Mm. I don't know mm. what he says. Thanks for all you've shown us. Go ahead. Here's okay, the sound. Okay, it this for the f- 58 hours. <laughs> for 58 hours night and day yeah and then i would this is what we said the first round but i was like squeeze my hips because it was the only you know when you're in that much pain you're like somebody fucking do something yeah do something to fix it and it it's like it helped it did help but it it probably was more about the fact that I just was like, can somebody help me? Yeah. And it was like more of a mental, like, just do something. In this moment, so Keenan Thompson just did the pod and that'll be out in a couple of weeks. It was awesome. He was such a delight. I'm just like, let's be friends. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this and it really makes sense in this instance, obviously. But we, we were saying, what were we saying? We were saying... <laughs> Everything you want is on the other side of something you don't want. Mm -hmm. And in this story, your 58-hour labor story, I'm realizing how true it is and how, um, I don't know if this isn't a word, but expansional, meaning you can take that model Mm -hmm. one for one, right? So I want to feel a little bit better and I go for a walk, like a level, short, easy walk. And I feel one unit better. I give one unit yeah. And I feel one unit better. Mm-hmm. My example, I always use this example, but I hadn't toured in a while. And then kind of out of the blue, I was in Austin and I showed up at the theater and it was a thousand seat theater and it was sold out. And I was like very pleased that it was sold out, but also like, oh no, <laughs> like right. just a little bit like, oh no. Yes. Ended up being a great show. And that was, I would, let's say that's five units, like five units of discomfort. Mm-hmm. Me just kind of being like, whoa, that's way more seats than I thought. I don't know if I can do this. I'm a little nervous. Uh, then the next day, feeling really, really great. Five units equal. Mm-hmm. You wanted to not only feel a way, but make a baby. Mm-hmm. Like make a thing. Make a person. Make a person. <laughs> so it's like a hundred. Mm-hmm. It's like they mm-hmm. say childbirth is the same as having, sorry to the squeamish, but having your, your femur broken, mm-hmm. which is fucking nuts. Yeah. Maybe if it was breaking over and over for 58 hours. Would you say? I I mean... No, I don't. I'm not challenging. Or you. maybe I'm just saying, I guess maybe I if like, it was broken and then someone kept let's let's drop this. Yeah. This is making me squeamish. 
It is funny when you consider that, and I'm not trying to be, you know, false flag feminist here. I'm just saying it's very funny to me that Jason Statham is the symbol of strength. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I, I'm not even trying to be cute or like win points with no, the ladies. It, yeah. It's funny that a dude in a suit kind of doing like mild karate, mm-hmm. we're like, that's what's that's what's up. Yeah. Meanwhile, my mom, you, your mom, I'm like, look at these little candy ass bitches. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But I'm just saying Me? like, look at these little darling baby girls. Yes. And I'm like, and then I turn on and there's like a, 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 a bald shaved head man driving an Uber <laughs> who occasionally does karate on who's yeah. clearly the same stunt guy from the first sequence, but they put him in a helmet. So uh, you can't tell. Yeah. Who, you know, <laughs> if he has. The stomach flu. He's just like... I was just thinking about this. It's motorcycles. Motorcycles Mm -hmm. are actually the perfect symbol of masculinity Mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. Because here's two things. (laughs) I'm so happy to be talking with you. I know, I missed this. have been with Leela for two... That's why we didn't do an episode. We'll get to it. But I'm just really enjoying you. I'm barely saying anything. (laughs) That's not true. I'm just kidding. Oh, no. No, it's okay. We just saw my folks and I'm really uh, like... I'm just I'm kidding. I'm just a little raw. I know. And WWE I knew that. raw. And I knew that. It's okay. Well, specifically known. raw in being like a blowhard who doesn't care true. about anybody, who oh, can't I do enjoy have something to tell anything. You about oh, I took notes. Look at this post-it. I got Ooh, notes. Ooh, Okay. From this morning. So we'll get into that and we'll get into some other fun things. But anyway, masculinity is a motorcycle. Here's two things I know about motorcycles that not a lot of people talk about. I feel like motorcycles just get like the front page of the Motorcycle Times is like, we're badasses. Mm-hmm. We drive in between cars. Like traffic can't stop us. That That's so masculine. Yeah. Like driving between two cars, like two lanes of stopped highway traffic, and you're just mm-hmm. zip lining between them on a circus bike mm-hmm. is what what even you could say that's even what's good about masculinity meaning in men and women is that energy that goes like we'll go around you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like we can't be stopped yeah i got it i love it here's what they don't tell you you can't ride a motorcycle in the rain (laughs) (laughs) think about it have you ever been on a rainy road and a guy on a motorcycle whips by no yeah you can't you can't it's like i was where did i learn this i was at like a convention uh harley davidson guys are like huge into american history and i was <laughs> i know interesting they love that's where they're going <laughs> they're going to the museum <laughs> they're going to like living history museum to the ronald reagan museum <laughs> those badass motherfuckers are on their way to Plymouth Plantation to like learn about yesteryear and then you know go to a Hooters or something I'm sure they go to a Hooters or like a biker bar any bar they go to becomes a biker bar by the way there's enough of of them going you could turn a friendlies into a biker bar this is is who I would be in a biker gang guys think about it any bar we go to and they just roll their eyes but you can't mm. tell because they're wearing those like reflective sunglasses. Mm. You know what I mean? So anyway, you can't ride them in the rain. You also, oh, I, so I did a Cry Innocent. I was a Puritan performing in character at a booth for mostly Harley Davidson guys. 
I know. Oh, really? I know. This is crazy. Oh, this is how you know that this they love This is how I know this. History. And occasionally, a dude... Would, so there was a staged... A couple things about this event. One, there was a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. And I watched him every day. He had some good shows. He had some bad shows. This poor guy had to come back and do 45 minutes of comedy every day on all three days of this convention. And oh. he did the same set, which I was, I was so new to comedy. I was like kind of thinking he would do different material mm-hmm. but of course he was doing his act mm-hmm. and then when the crowd was good i noticed he was like adding lines and stuff that was completely revelatory to me was he doing it like a proper show or was he doing it it was a nightmare it was a hell gig there uh. were like 150 empty folding chairs in the in and surrounded by a ring of booths oh my god a and were the gig. other booths like people were walking around oh, yeah. to other booths during this Just time chit chat patty whack Oh, it was God. a hell gig, and that's, I watched. And what's insane—that's the worst I've ever heard. Oh yeah, and what's insane is I watched him. I was like, I would like to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather do. I'd that. I'd rather have done that. Yeah. And I remember he had one bit about his dad's bald head with sunscreen on it, and he looked like a bowl of sour cream on a on a party platter, and and mm. it got like no laugh. But then the next day, it did get a laugh because there was a crowd the next day, and mm. he went, "He's gonna dip him." He went, he's going to dip him. And oh. I laughed so hard at he's going to dip him. Nice. Anyway. I love the thought of you in, in Puritan. Yeah. And just, he couldn't even address it. Just standing at your booth and no, watching him. No, I went and sat in the crowd. Oh. A guy in a floppy felt black sun hat. <laughs> Wait, why? Knickers. You? Yeah. Okay. I was like, why was he? No, no, me. <laughs> Knickers and uh, MVP sports soccer socks up to my knees and like uh-huh. shoes you know just regular shoes haven't changed that much <laughs> 16.92 a shoe kind of looked like a shoe you can't really imp- improve upon the no. original laces yeah. there's a there's a sole leather <laughs> like shoes Shoes and shoes. Shoes and shoes. I was a reenactor and we just put on dress shoes. Did you? Yeah. I would have guessed you would have buckles. You're thinking of pilgrims. <laughs> I am. And you hats. know what? If you told me that the pilgrims Were also Puritans? burned the oh. witches, I would be like, yeah, that seems right. <laughs> I don't know much about the pilgrims, but I think they had those those guns that looked like trumpets. Uh-huh. They had trumpet. Like, that's a dumb gun design. Oh, right. It was like it blast out. I guess they were shotguns. Yeah. You never thought about that. And then and somebody they shot was turkeys. like turkeys. <laughs> yeah. I and somebody was like, I don't think we have to cur- curl the yeah. end like this. No, I think if we, we could aim at hole. something. Any hole. hole. Any hole. And guys, let's get these buckles off our hats. You re- I'm that guy in the pilgrims. You realize all they're going to remember is that we had buckles on our hats, right? <laughs> and you also know that any bar we go into is, <laughs> is going to be pilgrim bar. bar. <laughs> <laughs> shoes haven't changed that much. Shoes haven't changed. <laughs> shoes haven't changed that much. I I got a. Where's a pen? Where's a pen? Oh, I had a pen. I know. Oh, Did it well. fall? Oh, it fell. It's right there. Oh, okay, I'm gonna write down. Shoes haven't changed that much. But anyway, so after. Uh, this stand-up, this guy got up to give a talk to all the bikers. And in the talk, he said the two things that I've learned. One, don't ride in the rain. And all these gruff refrigerator men were like, oh, yeah, yeah of course not. Yeah, yeah. And then they were like, and don't ride at night. 
Whoa. On unfamiliar roads. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel like that part is the headline. Like, okay. I don't think so. I, cause I, people definitely ride motorcycles at night. Um, they do. Yes. Absolutely. I've so? ridden on the back of a motorcycle at night. That's right. I've lived a life. It was my brother's motorcycle. <laughs> but wasn't he on a familiar road? Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is it's not, you were like, don't drive at night on an unfamiliar road. <laughs> I did bury, that's burying the lead. Burying the lead. Yeah. Which don't ask me to spell it. Is it L-E-D-E? I don't want, I don't like yeah. that lead. L-E, no, L-E-A-D. It's not. I'm pretty sure burying the lead is one of those expressions that doesn't mean like the lead. No, burying the lead is a reference to when you're writing an article and the story is being buried in details that Oh, really? That don't matter. Like, you, you know, it's like a, how a newspaper would be like, I got a lead. Um, okay. I just looked at, it's burying the lead, L-E-D-E. The lead is the introductory section in journalism. Okay. Okay. So here's so my question. So that's just how you spell that lead. I didn't know that. Okay. I was wrong in I two was, ways. Okay. We were both wrong in two ways. I it was, is lead. Like, I got a lead. Yes. Like, I'm going to go investigate. I got a lead. I yeah. think I know a guy who knows the guy that's putting the tapioca and all the cocaine around town or whatever. Right. But it's not L-E-A-D, which I think 99% of us would probably spell it that way. So I was only wrong in one way. And I was wrong in two ways, which, unfortunately for you, the game is to, you know. Be wrong as, be as, much wrong as, as possible. possible. It's like the Mad that's Magazine like board game. There was a Mad Magazine board game where the where the point was to lose your money. And I'm sure I've said that before because it really made an impact on me. Like you <laughs> I wonder how many people... If you lost your money. I wonder how many people that frustrated. Like I would imagine a lot of competitive people were like, I can't let myself lose, but yeah. I have to lose to win. <laughs> and oh it's my like, God. that's life, baby. Well, right. Everything you want is on the other side of something you don't want. Yeah. Well, that was this. That, that was, that was this, this one. When, right? Was it? Yeah. With the other one, we didn't. We only did two minutes. There was no way that was the other one. This is uh, a fun feeling, though. Yeah. We're like, it's a fun feeling. I... Enjoy it. Um, you started to say the thing that you started to say that lit me up. The oh, last I, time. I will. Did I stick the landing on masculinity as like motorcycles? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, it's like baseball. Mm-hmm. Baseball, <laughs> you can play except when it's raining. Yeah. And you can't play at night until later in its history when they put the, the big lights on. Yeah. I guess that's true of any sport. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're like, did I stick the landing on motorcycles is like masculinity? Anyway, it's like baseball. <laughs> well, motorcycles are like baseball. They act like they're football, but they're really baseball. Because it, it's a game that gets shut down if there's a drizzle. You call oh, you call yeah. the game. Right. And, and football happens snow, sleet. Yeah. Devil dicks could be raining from a volcano onto yeah. the field. Just <laughs> raining, piping hot devil dicks. And they're all pointing down. They're all just fucking the earth. And they'd be like, keep playing. Keep there's nothing playing, in the boys. rule book. Can we get those referees out of those stupid shirts, by the way? It Can is... we get them out of those fucking barbershop quartet Waldo flattering. Yeah, what are you? Oh, I found Waldo's brother, Galdo. And he's over there being a rule nerd. <laughs> Out of bounds. 
I take it back. It's the perfect outfit. Yeah, because they're nerds. Because you look at his shirt and you go, oh, he's a fucking dork. I get it. <laughs> yeah. If he was dressed like the Fonz and he was like, hey, out of bounds, you'd be like, come on. And he'd be like, oh, hey. Like <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> the game would keep going. <laughs> like there'd be no structure. You basically want someone dressed like Bill Gates to be like, mm, actually, actually, you have to go up to these dudes that are like 700 pounds and be like, I know you just risked your life to get a ball into an area, but here's the problem. My clock over there in safety was at zero. So game's over. You lose. Like that is a fucking balls. That's a a fucking balls. That's a fucking balls. Yeah. It's like the way that you hurt that one guy isn't proper. Oh my God. You can hurt him, but don't hurt him too much. That's not proper for a boy like me. I was going to say, this is the subject that lit you up. I don't even remember what it is. That's I do. I'm, God, I love my nails. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me Sorry. started. Why are we? I'm not oh, even going to talk about don't. Barbie and Oppenheimer. Because you know because why? Why because are we all you're talking gonna, about it? I hey, can't believe it. But because you're going to probably watch that movie and love it. So don't say anything you'll regret. Oh, no. I, I, that, see, you misunderstand me. And you that's just, rare. You think I hate Barbie. You think I hate Oppenheimer. I don't. I'm just over here going like, these are just two movies. Why are we talking about it like an alien spacecraft landed in Washington, D.C.? I don't understand. And I do sort of quietly resent that it's just the answer is $100 million. You can make the whole country talk about something for $100 million. And that fucking sucks. I just don't. But I, I also think if it were bad, it wouldn't would work. work. I agree. No, I think it is good. It, it has to be a combo. Val, I'm having such an open-hearted day. If I watch Barbie right now, I know I would weep. I know it's like emotional and beautiful and like I'm about it. Yeah. I'm about it. I'm all, but in fact, between the two, I am so much more confused that Oppenheimer is mm. like getting headlines. It doesn't. Like what? Like why? Why is it different from and what other. was the last Nolan movie? You it's said the with same, the planes. With I the don't plane. know. <laughs> and he shot at and he was on a beach. Why weren't we freaking out about that? This one's yeah. like this one's about a big old bomb, and we're like, okay, yeah, no, that's true. Why it's, is that movie it's any Pearl different Harbor. than it, any? It's, it, it's a warm. Like I'm not saying it's not good. I just. I guess what it is is I'm go- I'm I feel like I'm on the sidelines because I watching a frenzy mm-hmm. where there have been exactly this situation before where there was a nostalgic movie with an interesting take and we didn't care and there was a Christopher Nolan movie about a historical event we didn't care yeah. and somehow they slipped into our phones and our feeds enough yeah. And and this is so Enneagram 4. I was the just going to say. The Enneagram 4 just goes like, I can't believe every hang we've had. People are like, which one are you going to see? Yeah. Here's how they're doing it. There's a, Ma- a Malibu Playhouse. And I'm over here going like, I, I, I guess, this you know what is it is? So- this is helping me. It's me. The problem is me. Nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing bad or horrible is happening. I'm just sort of aghast that it's working and I don't know why it's working. Well, this is the thing. This is like the punk rock 
it's bringing out the punk rock in you. Ooh, um, yeah, you can have a punk rock referee. <clears throat> <clears throat> He's puking on the lines. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think of your game. I because so this is exactly how we handle things differently. So I'm like, oh, we're all into Barbenheimer, like Barbie and Oppenheimer weekend. Yeah, let's remember that you sat down at coffee with our friends and you said, have you guys heard about Barbenheimer? Like, it's like they're calling it Barbenheimer. And I was like, we are calling it Barbenheimer because they told us to call yes. it Barbenheimer. So, and, and I was like seeing all of my L.A. meme Instagram, you know, accounts posting about it and i was like my reaction to it is oh cool this is what we're doing okay because right. i want to be you want the community i want the community like and fireworks. i love when we're all on yeah. the same page just like how we all watch the same when we're all you know when we were all watching stranger things or we were all watching tiger king like that makes me so happy when i feel like we're all doing the same thing so then like yesterday I drove to LA and I listened to the entire Barbie soundtrack and I was like, I'm getting my nails done and I'm getting Barbie pink. And I just like love to yeah. be included. And I because wedge myself in because I want to feel like friends. If everybody like is friends. doing something, you're just because, and I think a lot of people relate to this, Yeah, just because they're doing things like everybody's doing things that's reason enough for you to not want to do it which is funny and i'll call bullshit on myself because we had a friend that was like I, I don't like fireworks here's why it's like it represents this it's bad for this yeah and i i, like, I will like, go so hard and be like just do it it's yeah. fun like yeah. i have that you do have that mode and i could do that for the fourth like somebody else was saying like we were at the fourth of july parade and like a not a tank but like a big military vehicle went by mm -hmm. and they were like oh they're getting us to cheer for the military industrial complex i'm like yeah i get i'm not i'm not that yeah i get that yeah that's true that's yes. a type of marketing that keeps us going like War is good, maybe. Right, but right. I can also just go like, Leela, look at the size of that thing. It's right. like freaking incredible. It's yes. like, it's a marvel. Yeah. Like, remember, I, I went to the Yanomami Indians. Remember when I was mm -hmm. 17? If you took a Yanomami Indian and showed him that truck, he would be like, yes. like fucking blow his mind. That's how I look at it. So I can get on board. You can. I just, yeah, what is my deal? I don't know. I well, don't know. It also makes sense, like... I don't think it's anger. It's mostly... It's, like, genuine... Curiosity. Like, why is this working? It didn't work for Last Action Hero. It didn't work for Batman Returns. It didn't... Like, it doesn't work all these times. Well, it has and to be really good. every once in a while... Yes, but the hype was starting. It continued for being good, but it was starting just because... And they did put... I mean, I think that's the combo, is they have... They put... Uh, somebody told me that they put as much money in uh, yeah, marketing 100 million. as they did making the movie. Yeah. But, you know, people see it early on, like critics see it early. Yeah. And, and if it wasn't good, it would that at this point, we would be talking about how bad it was. I wonder if this is as simple as like deep down my safety place. So going a little bit into my parents, feeling like my parents don't see me, then I become... I try to become famous so that mm -hmm. people can see me. Even this podcast is the glowing example of like, I want you guys, the listeners to know me. Like I need to be known. It's this deficit I feel. Yes. 
And then I'm like, I, I'd be embarrassed if this is what it is. And I don't know if this is what it is, but I'm being vulnerable and saying like, is it as simple as like, why is everyone looking at that instead of me? Like, is it a little voice like that? There could like be that? some of that. Like and you should, I don't feel safe. You're all over there chanting about Barbie and Oppenheimer, but I'm over here. Like, That's is that really it? interesting. That's interesting. Let's hold on to that for a minute because I think... I'm applying it now to the way we are in friend groups. And, you know, I think this will be, you are doing such great work in this, but it ultimately comes down to just our differences in personalities. So I feel like this, the how we are different in social situations may just always be an aspect of our relationship. Yeah, And I'm thinking of times where, I'm, you know, we're with my my family at Christmas or like we're at the lake with our friends or, yeah. and I'm wanting to just merge and join in. Yes. And you are standing at, you don't, you you're not really wanting to join in, yeah. but it also sometimes is painful for you to, to not be a part of it. Is that true? Like sometimes. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about the lake house. That was the most most recent one Mm -hmm. we were just in the ozarks to visit jason bateman i'm just kidding we were in the ozarks (laughs) and we were with your friends i don't know what you're talking about i can i I mean go ahead Uh, i was talking more about the gungers not not yeah just like uh, you you joined in but you know you're yeah but yeah i was going through it that's what i mean yeah. I mean, okay, so to bring people up to speed, we went to the Ozarks after we had seen my parents. I had mm-hmm. shows in New York and Connecticut, and then we went to Boston to mm-hmm. see my folks, and then we went to the Ozarks on our way back mm-hmm. uh, to visit our friends who were vacationing there in their parents' uh, lake house. Yeah. And you, in your wisdom, thought that that would be a good and safe way for me to sort of detoxify from what can be very difficult. Yeah. Uh, despite my good intentions and I believe my parents' good intentions for everybody to kind of like have a good time. It is just really, really, really difficult for me. Yeah. And um, so we were in the Ozarks and now I was having a very hard time being there Mm -hmm. and like enjoying it. And it's, it's weird. I don't know why it happens, but my parents... They don't, I don't just see sort of like habits that I have that I don't like in them. Mm-hmm. They encourage and turn the volume up on those habits that I have mm. specifically. And this is not the be all end all of my parents is just an aspect of them. Mm-hmm. If you met them, you wouldn't, you might not even notice. I just feel like I notice. Sure. Uh, we don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing means anything. It's mm-hmm. all just kind of passing by. Mm-hmm. Life is like just cars on the highway whipping by my dad will tell stories and I'll be like, dad, I was there. Mm -hmm. That's something I do that I hate. Like I just can't hold on to stuff like that for, for one reason or another. They don't enjoy a lot of things. They don't want new things. A quote Mm -hmm. from my dad, this trip was, I like things to never change, Mm -hmm. never change ever. (laughs) And he said that like, it was a, like, like a value, yeah, a value, like his family. <laughs> and I crest. wanted so bad to say, "Good thing life never changes." You can say, "How's that working out for you?" Oh yeah, that is what I wanted to say. And and again, this is not the end all be all, but they judge like crazy, mm-hmm. and that's what I do at my worst. Yeah, I see 
a person and I immediately go, they're probably this, this, and this, and this. And that's, again, what serves me in comedy. But I see it to this, like, in my opinion, this grotesque level mm-hmm. that I have deep inside me. And when I'm with them, you'd think it would motivate me to run the other way and, and keep doing work on myself and stuff. But it's, it's like a slog that pulls me down. And it takes me, today is the first day that today that I feel a, a little bit like myself. Like I'm at a solid 70% me place. Yeah. And for the past week, I was in the single digits. I just wasn't there. I mean, it's been a and week, And I was like, yeah. I hate everybody. Like this is my fear. Mm. I, I judge everybody. I'm unlearning. I'm ungrowing. I'm unchanging. I'm closed off. I don't enjoy anything. Mm-hmm. I hate new things. I hate new people. I see the worst in everybody. Mm. And all this is, is like a terrible, horrible joke where this vessel of hate and judgment deteriorates slowly. And so I can even hate that. <laughs> I'm just right. like, well, fuck, it's, yeah. it's bleak. Yeah. Well, I forgot to tell you, but I talked to, uh, I had therapy yesterday and I talked to Jennifer, my therapist, about it, you know, just like unpacking the trip and the effects that it has on you. And then, you yeah. know, and um, and I was telling her that the way it manifests often is like this, is that you are, really afraid and only seeing the ways that you're similar to them horror movie the call is coming from inside the house right darth vader's mask gets you inside and i'm just going like this is sorry to interrupt but you really nailed it yeah i was like not only is it like oh these people they're a little judgy or they're a little kooky or they don't like change or they're a little locked or whatever it might be Mm -hmm. i go that's me I'm pretending to be something else with my friends. Yeah. I'm pretending to be something. Mirabai Star texted me a picture of her and James Finley, and they were just sending me love. And I was like, I, I could cry. Yeah. It's just too much. I go like, oh, there are these people that see yes, that's this right. other side. It's really fucking hard to talk about. But when I'm there, I'm like, that's fake. That's just an act. I'm just yeah. pretending. Yeah, that's... That's the the lie of the trauma and the dysregulated state that you get in when you're with them. Then the your brain is actively scrambling to build a story to to stick with one kind of outlook. Yeah, and this is when it's like, what did you say? You said something about like your family and how I remind you that you're not like I guess like your mom or something. I don't know. Yeah, you you did something very compassionate where you were like Oh right, there was a comparison of with oh, It's like when a person it? gets stuck, it's like I feel like yeah. I get turned towards a corner. If uh-huh. my psyche and my being is a room with four corners. Yeah. And there is this dark corner. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I'm at home and it has something obviously to do with my family, but it also has to do with just being in Boston. It can take it out of me. It reminds me a lot of just like a, a childhood feeling kind of weird. A lot mm-hmm. of the time weird is such a dumb word. You know what I mean? Powerless and kind mm-hmm. of small and really wanting to a strong feeling that like <laughs> it's time to get out of here. Like yeah. a, a voice whispering, mm-hmm. get out of here. And when I'm, I'm usually facing these three corners of the room mm-hmm. and they're bright and they're beautiful. And, the, and it's all of this, work it's what we're doing on this podcast it's what we talk about it it's Mm -hmm. this growth and this efforting and it's Mm -hmm. beautiful and it's Mm -hmm. bright Mm -hmm. sunny 
And then for some reason, again, I'm with them and I already said muck, but I'll, I'll turn towards the one dark corner. And that's the one that my back is right to because it's the closest one. It's the mm-hmm. one that I came out of. So it's right behind me. The other three corners are a distance away. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of behold them like mm-hmm. a sunset, but I can easily turn around. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like Blair Witch Project. I'm just facing the corner mm-hmm. and it's all... You darkness. see, and it's all you see. And then it takes me about a week to turn back I around. I know that exact feeling, and I bet everybody listening does and has their own versions of that, Yeah, where you're like, I'm I'm back in my familiar dark room, and it's so dark that I can't find the door. Yeah, And now I'm even starting to forget that there is a door. And now the story is, have I ever actually been in the light? That's is exactly it only right. ever been the darkness? And yeah. and did I fool myself? Did I dream this the light? This is who I am. I, I remember, my face is in the corner. I, I go, this is who I am. Look how it is. This yes. is where I was. This is yes. where I was for so long. I'm, yes, and exactly. Then, so so yep. the fact, I'm just saying the fact that, again, I know that exact feeling. You've been with me when I've had that feeling. And the, it's it's actually kind of like there's something kind of, endearing or like now I can see like oh how how adorable that when I am anxious I tell the story that I am anxious all day every day and always have been for yeah, my whole life that's right and I've made I've actually had to make voice memos saying hey um this is for myself when I'm in the dark to say today I'm in the light there's no denying it I do have days in the light. Yeah. I have most days in the light, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So when I'm not believing that, like, listen to this, and I'm telling you from yeah. the light, hey, you really <laughs> this exists. are so, speaking my language. It's like breadcrumbs in the forest. You have to go, I know. In fact, can I read? Were you saying something? Well, Say, I just finish your thought. finish the, what so my sorry. therapist said about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was saying I'm to you. I'm just going to read this while you say it, though. <laughs> this is your golden nugget that you got from my therapy session. No, I can't wait. Because <laughs> um, I was saying that I my response to you at the lake when you were saying, when you were in this place and saying, like, I'm just like them, I judge, I do all of this, was for me to, and, and, you know, to lean into all of the ways that that isn't true. And and so I had told her that I was saying, like, no, you're not. I wouldn't be with you if you were like that, right. which I really do believe and see. That is and the great value of a relationship. You're like, I don't think she would be with me if all I did yeah. was go. Yeah. But Jennifer. <laughs> examples. But Jennifer was like, yeah. She's like, it's, we don't really want to say that it's not there, that those aspects that are similar to your parents don't exist because they do in some ways. Yeah. And it's more, she she said the, the pain is coming from thinking about it in black and white terms. Like if I'm like them in some ways, I am them. If I'm like them in these ways, I'm like them all the time, a hundred percent. I am them, you know? So she's like, instead you can acknowledge the ways that you can be like them some of the time and try and make friends with those parts of you and just have compassion for that. 
and allow that. Yeah. You know, it's she's really always bringing me back to the middle, back to flow, out of rigidity, out of if this, then that, absolutely. Well, what's funny is my parents are so cutting in their thinking mm -hmm. and that is sort of the the lens that i can look through to make things funny yeah exactly and, that's a way to find compassion towards it yeah. and friendliness i was it's interesting so i do want to read this but i was doing the my course a course in miracles lesson this morning and it was about forgiveness and it was really beautiful and it just said this point where it was like a jailer is not free he's bound together with his prisoner. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, this is incredible. Wow. wow. They were like, so when you judge someone, hi, cleaners are here. When you judge someone, you put them behind bars and then you watch them, you keep them in prison. And it's like, and you're in prison too. You're right. just on the other side of the bars. You're wow. also in the jail. Right. You also can't leave. Mm. And it was like, liberate them and liberate yourself. Mm -hmm. If you want to believe that God loves you, mm -hmm. love other people. Yeah. Or or you could take God out of it. If mm -hmm. you want to believe that you're lovable, love other people. It's this weird, it doesn't really make logical I, sense. I think it, that is interesting because... <sighs> I mean, it, it seems like giving it away, you'd have less. But in giving it away is how you have it. I do that's think what, that's true. I mean, true. Right, it doesn't make logical sense. I do think that's true. And I also think it's true that sometimes you have to start with yourself. Oh, for sure. You know, like sometimes Th you have this to... This is like an add-on. It's like you have to acknowledge your, yourself and who you are and find that love. And then once that is established, I think you can right, start you going like, to... let's start letting some of these prisoners out. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because I bet if you are able to make friends with the part of the parts of you that came from them, that yeah. was trained to be like them it might not be as painful. It might not yeah, be as painful that could to be true. that. That could be true. <laughs> no, it's, I well, think that's right. Because it does seem like a big part of the pain for you well, is resisting these parts of you. Yeah, that's it. You know? Well, this is what I wrote down. I, I had this, I, I've had this revelation a million times. I've shared it on this podcast before, but I really came to it anew today. Whereas like, there, it's so easy for me when we get back with our friends, I'll vent about my anger. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, right underneath that is this sadness. That's what I said in therapy too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm so sad mm -hmm. that we don't, that that we can't find one another. Yes. And it's interesting, <laughs> the liberated version of me, not to say, I don't know, not to put an unrealistic expectation. I can see me mm -hmm. in like a liberated state. Mm -hmm. at dinner with them and my father so my dad asked me if i drink mm -hmm. i haven't drank in, in six, six years. years yeah even as i say that it just it really hurts me of course it does and you help me realize like i'm not as clean as i think i am mm. i think i'm like done with them oh you know what i mean and i'm like oh no i need my daddy yeah to say how long has it been? Six years. Yeah. Wow. Yes. That's incredible, considering all the genes we gave you. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And you help me understand, and this is what helps me, again, lowercase t trauma. This isn't 
physical abuse or anything. It, it just is what it is. It's my version. I, I saw you kind of I don't think scoffing. we have to minimize it. I think it is complex trauma, which is often way trickier. Preach. Be- because it's not one specific issue uh, or, uh, sorry, event. It's years and years of this developmental trauma. So the way my therapist explained it to me is there are three things and I always forget some of them, but it's like that a child needs to know I exist. I think it's, I, my needs are met Mm. and I'm loved or something like that. Safe, maybe safe, maybe. Yeah. And the, I exist one is the one that, just didn't get met well, this, this because is, your dad can't let anybody else in. But then that also frightens me that am I that way? This is why I take notes on you and Leela. I write things down. Which is why my, you aren't that no, way. No, I know, but it, it's, <laughs> yes. it's uh, yeah, I guess the, the part of that was me being like, I shouldn't have to do that. But I'm like, but I do. Mm-hmm. I have to. It's we're back at the pharmacy and me forgetting her birth year. I, I, she wasn't with me. Yeah. And she wouldn't have understood if she was or she wouldn't have cared. She's too young to care about things like that. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's back to the uh, this is so silly. But the baseball card in Cooperstown where my dad filled out the info while they took my picture and he said I was right-handed. And I was like, I thought the whole thing was that you said how special I was that I was left-handed. That's that's huge. Exactly why I'm like, fuck baseball, fuck sports, fuck this. It doesn't work. You're You're trying to get love from your father. You go to the baseball hall of fame. You don't Mm -hmm. give a fuck about this. You're trying to like Ozzy Smith Mm because he does backflips on the shortstop mound or whatever the fuck it is. Get a baseball. He fills out wrong. My, heartbreaks here we are again i'm still getting a baseball card and the info is still wrong yes and what we realized from this trip was like of course i would go and flourish and have an insatiable drive to continue to tell people who i am and have them give me auditory validation of what that is and i'm like that's that's great but even if i wasn't like uh, successful, I would be doing it. You know what I mean? It's like, this is what I do. <laughs> this That's is what I right. have to do. It's a psychological compulsion and a need. And and it heals me to a certain extent. Yes. Here's what you said about the drinking thing. So it's been six years. I, I'm, I'm proud of that. But it's also like a big thing. I, I, occasionally friends will offer me a drink and it doesn't bother me. Mm. But my father and alcohol and he stopped drinking and then... I stopped drinking. I don't know, man. It's just... It's just another way that somebody... It's another bat's can, right can throws know you. left. That's exactly it. So, so and you if said, you're... What did I say? You said when he says, what about alcohol, Peter? We're having a conversation out of nowhere. He like reanimates and goes, what about alcohol, Peter? You, you still... How much are you drinking? And I was talking to somebody, so I just kept talking. Mm-hmm. But you were saying in that moment... What my child self hears is you don't, you don't exist. exist. And that is your complex trauma. So so that puts you immediately in, in a fight, flight, freeze m- mode. It puts you in your sympathetic nervous system yeah. because your, your traumatic fear is that you don't exist. And when your dad doesn't know something about you or doesn't hear what you're saying 
that's like the highest that that is confirmation. It's re-traumatizing you every time. So no wonder it takes you a week. It's yeah. amazing you can get it done in a week. You're being re-traumatized every single yeah. time you see them. This is why we can't just like be done with them. Yeah. And trauma therapy does take a huge amount of vulnerability because it's getting past the protector of anger and getting to that sadness that you mentioned, yeah. which is often the turning point. So once you get to sadness, you're grieving yeah. reality. Yeah. And that's the beginning of a new reality. Right. You're burying. Well, that's what I was saying. The, the elevate. The, I, I don't want to idealize this too much, but if I was completely spacious, like <laughs> I'd have to be on LSD and having a great trip. Yeah. And my dad goes, what about alcohol? I'd go, ha! Yeah. Of course you don't know. Yeah, because your body's regulated. Of course you don't know. Why would you know? Mm-hmm. Why am I over here thinking the baseball card? I'm going to flip it over and it says bats left. Yeah. Why would I think that? Yeah. And I'd cackle like the Joker. Yes. I'd, I, that's my only defense is to delight maniacally in the insanity mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. And when my mother says she doesn't want to hold my hand because I was just holding your hand and it was tarnished by <laughs> someone <laughs> else who loves me. <laughs> I would just go, what a perfect... In fact, I got a little stoned one of the nights and I did have a moment of clarity where I marveled at the perfection of my parents. Mm. It was like, I I can't predict them. They're Mm. exactly right. Even though I feel like I know them, I can never call it. Yep. And I was really kind of like... But that's because your body was regulated in that state. Well, this goes into... Sorry. Which, Which is everything so so i don't know i mean it it definitely would would take some trauma therapy but trying to but you know there's you've heard me say in the podcast has heard listeners have heard me say all of the tricks that i use to just try and keep my nervous system regulated yeah when i'm in these moments oh yeah and that's like the only name of the game because from there, everything else becomes possible. Right. But when I'm putting myself in my brain and I'm going, maybe I can bypass this. Like you said, you're like, anytime I try to spiritually bypass it, I just end up with a headache. That's your body going, um, <clears throat> we're losing it over here. Can yeah. you just keep I, us regulated? It's funny that my example is LSD. It wouldn't be safe for me to be on something because it's just, it's like, yeah. it's like the sun meeting the moon. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's too much. I, right. So I had to just kind of go with it and sit in it and be mm-hmm. a little bit broken. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for me. Yeah. And but, it, ew. and it's, it's, it takes courage to stay in it. Yeah. And it's not the only option. Like, like I said, you can learn and use tools to, keep stay with your body and and nurture it well i was turning every time you probably looked at me i was turning my apollo up yeah like i wanted to feel it yeah right now it's on but it's like very subtle i was like rocking it pretty strong yeah just trying to go and i think even on the last meal i had like a 2.5 weed thing Mm because i was like maybe that'll ease me Mm -hmm. and it didn't it's still fire it's still yeah and i was like 
it's almost like I don't want to be more open. Like I'm afraid, like that's for mm-hmm. later. Like that's for later. Yes. It, it's been interesting what I've been doing. First of all, addiction, whenever I am at home, I'm like, this This is definitely what the drinking was about. Like there's a lot sure. of like trying to like sanitize the insides with alcohol. Oh, wow. And then, and obviously as I get into weirder and weirder things, and I love cold plunging, but I'm like, yeah, you you love getting in something uncomfortable and getting out. Mm. You don't just want to sit on the beach. You want to get in something painful and then yeah. get out. Yeah. And that's what stand-up is too. It's painful. Mm. And I was like, and there's even a part of me, I'm not trying to put a spin on this. I'm like, that pain reward, pain reward, or or prison release, prison release, everything you want is on the other side of something you don't want. You could say that about talent, you know what I mean, and mm-hmm. drive and all these things. Even as I'm saying this, I, I don't like this Tony Robbins spin I'm putting on it. I'm trying mm-hmm. to, it, it's true, but I'm also trying to just say, like, it's nice and good and humanizing and unifying for me to just say, there are things that I do that I can't handle. Mm-hmm. I can't handle them. Mm-hmm. So the example was we were sitting in the restaurant and my parents were like 45, 50 minutes late and we were ordering because I'm like, we have to eat. Mm-hmm. And you said, maybe after this we can get pedicures. And mm-hmm. I started to cry. Yeah. <laughs> because we weren't going to enjoy that meal. Mm-hmm. And to me, the torture is to then plan another thing. And, bl- and I, I mean this in the real way. Bless your heart that mm-hmm. you're like, maybe we could do that and we would enjoy it. Yeah. And I'm like. There was the hopelessness. I'm, I'm hopeless. I'm like. There's nothing we could do. It's nice that you're thinking of that. But to do about to do a thing that that is going to be difficult and then planning the next thing that's going to be difficult mm-hmm. makes me feel trapped like sure. like i'm sinking in quicksand or whatever and but the reason i'm telling that story i'm not gonna put a bow on it and go like and that's why i realized the gift of the suffering and everything mm. i was just like that it was just too much for me yeah I'm, you know when people lo- were watching alone mm-hmm. and everybody when they so alone is a show where they draw i highly recommend it it's, it's on hulu watch it start with season three i mean people probably a lot of people probably have been watching yeah. it. I think we were late to the we game. We were late to the game. Uh, the show is alone. So you have, they drop them and you're alone and you have to survive. It's like a camping, hunting kind of weird thing. Yeah. A survivalist show. Mm-hmm. It's more like a documentary than a reality show. Anyway, when people lose, when men lose, mm-hmm. the women are not like this. Mm-hmm. But when women tap out, so they have a phone and they call for the helicopter or the boat to come get them because mm-hmm. they can't do it anymore. They all, the men are so full of shit. Mm. They say like, I realized that money is a dumb motivator. Cut to this guy day one, by the way, being like, this money would change my life. Yeah. I need this. It would give me freedom for my family. Now it's day 60. And they're just going like, I, I, this is dumb. Like, it's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> they're angry. Yep. And that anger is masking the sadness. Yes. And I'm over here going like, please. And this is what I'm trying to do here. One person who taps out on a loan just go like, and some do, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I thought I could do it. Mm -hmm. It's too hard. Mm -hmm. I'm dying. Mm -hmm. My body can't handle it. My mind can't handle it. Mm -hmm. I have a limit. Yeah. It's too hard. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to say. 
Yes. And it's not my parents' fault, by the way. I, I, I'm not trying to let them off the hook. I'm just saying it just is what it is. It's not That's like this, I'm going yes. and they're trying to hurt me or anything. Yeah. Just like the echoes of this of this trauma and this, yeah. this this feeling. Yeah. And I'm trying to just share a story where you just said, do you want to get pedicures after this? And I just started to cry. And I'm just trying to say, I, I couldn't do it. And, and I think that that... <laughs> Feels good to say it. Yes. It's a huge relief because... This is the thing. Sadness is the scariest thing in the world to us. But right on the heels, and not even on the heels, enmeshed in that sadness is self-compassion. Yeah. And that is that changes everything. That's I realized, the, yep. the chemical that alchemizes yeah. everything. Yeah. And when we're angry, that is so protective... And this is not across the board. Like I need to get in touch with my anger a little bit more, you know, but anger is usually the protector. Like you said, it's like the candy shell yeah. on the on sadness, on the sadness, Eminem and an anger. Isn't it funny that Eminem get... is a good example of anger masking sadness? The yeah. rapper Eminem. Yeah. And, like, oh, yeah. and it's like an Eminem. And it's, like, it's like an Eminem and it's like Eminem. <laughs> what if that's what he meant? <laughs> Whoa. Um, but the anger is, you know, it's a double-edged sword because you're feeling angry at them and then you're feeling angry at yourself for being like them. You're feeling angry at yourself for for oh my God. Le- uh, for being angry at them. Did I say that? <laughs> for being like them. And you're just angry at reality. And then yeah. you, if you stay there, it, nothing gets done. Nothing gets alchemized. You just yeah. stay angry. I know. And and you're doing... <laughs> that like broke my heart. The like... I know. <laughs> I was just listening. It didn't I, I wasn't know. feeling anything strong. Yeah, I know. I just am saying and you're you're softening that. You're you're holding the M&Ms to do. in your I think hand. it has a lot to do with living up here, mm-hmm. having friends. Yeah. Working with you, honestly. I mean, this is this is work we're doing together. Yeah. There was a moment when you and me and Lisa Gunger were sitting and I realized I wasn't going to be able to enjoy anything unless I started vent, not even venting, but just talking about it. Yeah. I needed to talk about it. Just yeah. like what we're doing here. Like I'm better because we're talking about it. Yeah. And I want to talk a little bit about the other things that have been helping just, just in case other people are feeling this way. But anyway, as I was sitting there, I was like, oh, it would feel really great to cry right now, but I didn't. Mm. And I was like, oh yeah, you really have to like trust people to yeah. cry in front of them. And yeah. I do trust you and Lisa. Yeah. And there's part of me that wished I had, mm-hmm. but then cut to me crying on my Peloton. Like that's where it, it comes out as I cry when I exercise. Yeah. Or I'll, you know, I, I had a moment. putting you in your body. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Freebird was playing. Yeah. And I was just making your labor sound. Like it was, it was glorious. Oh, I'm, I'm so not glad. embarrassed or I, even saying that sounds like I am embarrassed. I'm proud mm-hmm. that I was able to get there. The other thing that was interesting was, uh, I, let me read this um, James Finley quote, and then we'll, it's going to be hilarious after a chat like this to go to the peppy mid rolls, <laughs> but we will because they, as we say, keep the lights on mm-hmm. and supports the show. But I'm going to read just this little, James uh, did the podcast a little while ago. He's just a living mystic, and I'm going to say a saint. <laughs> yeah. And he wrote the book, The Healing Path, which is a work of art. 
Hmm. And so I'm going to read this and then we'll go to the mid-rolls. But he, he's writing about a, a trauma. The whole book is about his trauma. It's, hmm. it's incredible that this person has kind of, uh, you know, I was going to say received, but like been victimized by so many different kinds of trauma, all the classics. Hmm. And that he became Gandalf mm-hmm. is incredible. Um, so this, this page comes in the middle of, um, abuse. He was being abused. And, um, this is what he writes. Uh, these realizations would have left me in despair were it not for my heart knowledge born of faith that the darkness of this world has no refuge from the presence of God, which protects us from nothing, even as it inexplicably sustains us amid the trials and tribulations of this world. The challenge lies in the extent to which the intensity of traumatizing events can close off our experiential access to God's sustaining presence. Mm. The grace lies in the ways in which the light of God's presence begins to shine ever so meekly in the darkness in which we have lost our way. The grace deepens as we learn to follow the light out of the darkness, leading us on and on as we fall back again and again into the darkness again and again into the darkness only to rise up again and again to follow the light into the light mm. the grace deepens still more as we learn to bring with us out into the light the lessons we learned in the darkness mm-hmm. about the graced and mysterious wholeness that permeates our fragility when it is deeply accepted the grace deepens still more as we learn to discern and obey the promptings of our awakened heart to pass on to others the lesson we learned, the lessons we learned in the darkness. That, by the way, is what I'm attempting to pass on to you in writing these reflections, hoping you might find here words of guidance and encouragement in your own healing journey, whatever the conditions and circumstances of your own healing journey might be. Mm. Which is interesting, not to flatter ourselves, but that's what I'm, what we're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. You know, if Absolutely. you're feeling that pain yeah but i just when i was in the thick of it Mm -hmm. i knew what that dim light felt like yeah and it's taken me all of this work to kind of start stepping back into it and facing the other corners yeah that's right and i love the acknowledgement there of falling back in the darkness to come and find the light again and back yeah. and back and that the grace is with you the entire time. Right. First comes the fall, then comes the recovery from the fall. Both are the grace of God. And that is that was also in my coursework this morning. It was like, um, you should thank the people that cause you anger mm. because it's another opportunity to kind of recognize your true self and realize you got lost Mm. a little bit Mm -hmm. which you know having just experienced all this suffering i'm like that sounds a little crazy or maybe like we're going around it but it's like we're going through it we're going Mm -hmm. like look this doesn't work Mm -hmm. don't look to your dad to fill out the baseball card right Mm -hmm. look to something deeper and more consistent as james says that is sustaining you Mm -hmm. it's like it's interesting. So yeah. we'll talk more. Let's listen to some peppy uh, mid-rolls. Do try, <laughs> do try, do try, do try, them. do try some of them. 
um, because especially with these strikes, this podcast is all that's going on. <laughs> so, so if you want to support the show, try one of these things that we like. Um, it would mean a lot. Katie, roll those mid-rolls. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Yes. Healthy hydration isn't just about drinking water. It's about drinking water plus electrolytes, which makes sense. You lose both water and sodium when you sweat. So both need to be replaced to prevent muscle cramps, headaches, and energy dips. It's also wonderful for cognitive fun function, overall wellness. This is how I start my day. With what? How do I get magnesium, potassium, and just the right amount of sodium into my bloodstream every single morning? I drink Element, the amazing hydration drink. It's become a huge part of my wellness program and a huge and important and pleasurable part of my morning routine that I sincerely look forward to. I start every morning with a big glass of water and a packet of Element. I like their watermelon salt flavor best. You just mix it and you are good to go. No sugar or artificial junk, just electrolytes and great taste. And you get that potassium and you get that magnesium for health performance and energy. It also tastes amazing. I love drinking it. I actually don't like my water without it. I prefer it with Element 10 times more. Sometimes at night, I'll have a cup of the chocolate salt Element in hot water, which is incredible and also wonderful for curbing my appetite when I am fasting. I do intermittent fasting and occasionally I do an entire fast day and when I'm drinking my Element, it makes it so much easier. I've given it to so many friends who love the orange salt flavor. A friend just texted me. He went for a run. He came back and drank it. It's like drinking a life-giving elixir. Again, you can't just replace the water. You got to get these minerals, these elements into your blood to replenish you, to give you that energy, to give you that brain support, and to prevent cramps and fatigue. I love it. You have a wonderful offer here from our friends at Element. You go to drinklmnt.com slash weird and use promo code weird. They will give you a free Element sample pack with any order when you order, which is really fun because you can try all of the flavors. And if you're anything like me, get hooked and rotate and try lots of different ones. If Element doesn't exceed your expectations, they have a no questions asked refund policy. You don't even have to send it back. You got nothing to lose, but support your body, support this show. Go to drinklmnt.com slash weird to get your free sample pack with any purchase. That's drinklmnt.com slash weird. We're also brought to us by our friends at Caraway. One of the smallest, simplest things that has added so much value to our lives is cooking together as a family. And with a four-year-old, we've noticed it's a wonderful parenting hack that our daughter, if she's involved in the food prep, she's so much more likely to eat it and even try new things. Val and I just got and are in love with the best looking, best cooking, new cook and bakeware from Caraway. What is Caraway? It's great cookware with no nasty chemicals that's easy to clean and fun to use, and it also looks great. Whether you're late to spring cleaning, way, way, way late, or just about to do some anytime cleaning, their thoughtfully designed sets and complimentary storage makes getting and staying organized easier than ever. And you can now save 10% on the full suite of Caraway products from their internet famous cookware to their newly launched food storage set. Caraway's high quality ceramic coated kitchenware is free of PTFEs such as Teflon. It's also free of lead, cadmium, and other toxic chemicals you know 
aren't safe for you so you know you are cooking safe. And Caraway Kitchenware comes in a variety of chic shades and all sets include complimentary easy access storage solution. Ceramics naturally slick surface means minimal oil or butter for slide off the pan eggs and easy cleaning. So no chemicals and less oil means healthier cooking and easier cooking. It's so fun. Over 40,000 people have raved about their Caraway Kitchen. Now it's time for you to try for yourself. Visit carawayhome.com slash weird to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for weirdos. So visit carawayhome.com slash weird or use code weird at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. We're back. And we're back. What? Uh, what's interesting? What? No. This- I, <laughs> I just wanted to say... As an introvert, people that don't believe that I'm an introvert, um, not which is which isn't the listeners I'm assuming, but some of my friends are like, I don't get it. Mm. I'm like, yeah, because I'm loud and whatever. But like, after my visit home, I craved solitude so much, mm-hmm. not just as a preference, but as a real deep need. Yeah. And when I'm alone, I'm not running through every event a hundred thousand times that's what it's like when you wake up in the middle of the night and your your brain is torturing you it's not like that Mm -hmm. it's calm Mm -hmm. it's quiet Mm -hmm. it's still it's it's nice Mm -hmm. Leela didn't have her swim mask so i volunteered happily to drive to target which was 30 minutes from where we were so an hour driving at the lake at the lake Mm -hmm. and that was honestly one of the it might be the highlight of the trip for me was that drive i didn't listen to anything i wasn't dwelling on anything Mm -hmm. but it feels like bread yeah The, the closest i can say is like amazing fluffy white bread with big thick crust and i'm just eating it and coming mm-hmm. back to life. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday, I uh, I didn't have a great day yesterday. I was checking my phone too much. I, I, I was going to make a joke. I don't really tweet jokes anymore, but I was like, I don't know what it is that I'm looking for, but apparently I think it's on my phone because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I kept checking, yeah. looking for an email, some dopamine hit, yes. trying to get little Dickie to do the podcast. Did he, did he reply? Yeah. Is he going to do it? But it's not that. No. I'm just looking to feel safe yeah. and loved and connected and in my body and to feel like I'm facing the other corners. Yeah. But I kept checking. And what ended up happening, and I think you'll understand this, Val, but I I want I watched um I'm thinking of ending things, mm-hmm. a movie I tried to watch before, but it reminded me too much of what it feels like to go home. Mm-hmm. So it's this strange it's a it's a horror thriller Charlie Kaufman movie. I haven't finished it. Because that's what it's like having kids. It's hard to finish a movie. Mm-hmm. But um, I wanted to and I'm going to. But it was like the way out of the darkness was like through it. I wanted art about it. I wanted. Mm-hmm. And and the movie, there's this moment where she's a painter. She's visiting Jesse Plemons's parents. And she's a, a landscape painter. And she tells them that she conveys how she's feeling by painting landscapes. And the father is like, but how would you know how it feels unless there's a person in the painting feeling it? He has an accent. I'm trying to do it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, you're the person in the painting. You're in the painting looking at it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but how would I know how I feel unless I could see myself in the painting 
feeling it. Like how could a landscape make you feel a certain way? Mm. And I was like, wow, this is touching on that loneliness. Mm. That's that, there's just that disconnect. People mm. trying to understand. Yeah. You know, he's trying. Yeah. He's also trying, like it, one of the things that clearly bothers Charlie Kaufman and that bothers me is how people regurgitate the most obvious opinion about anything mm. as if it's their own unique opinion. Mm. Like modern art, I could do that. Mm-hmm. That is, forget it. Mm-hmm. I could smear some art on a canvas, like some paint on a canvas and call it art. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that is not even your opinion. That's <laughs> like that's so not novel. And, it's yeah. the, everything must go bargain bin, yeah. Walmart opinion. Yeah. And it's the same with like transgender. Like, I don't understand. You have a blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it's like, like, what's next? Then you're going to be yeah. a dolphin? Yeah, or, exactly. And it's like, okay. This isn't <laughs> even your opinion. And, and that's sort of one of the aspects of the movie is that we're all just kind of like regurgitating. Even this, even what I'm saying, I'm quoting it from Charlie Collins. Like, look, he's that. Mm-hmm. We're all doing the best being these like mosaics of other things we've read and heard. But there's a humility from both sides. I think what he's saying is trite and nonsense and a slightly more sophisticated intelligence, AI perhaps, would look at me and go like, doesn't he see that he is dipping into his own collective memory and going like, oh, the Cooperstown baseball example. Mm. Oh, uh, that's like that movie I saw. How is that a thought? Mm. You're just recalling something. Like you're just kind of, you're a player mm. piano. Right. You're a right. player piano. It's your programming, man. You're the one that's programmed. It's true. Yeah. And I in the movie, they say, Emerson said, the most difficult thing a person can do is one authentic act, like one true act. Wow. And I was like, yep, we all know that. There's even the Bluey episode about be- the puppet. There's new Blueys that came out. I and I'm like, seen the puppet the one puppet yet. one's incredible. Mm. Blue, the unicorn, who's the puppet, says to Bluey, how do you know you're not a puppet? Whoa. And the, the ep- I don't want to spoil it. You should, everybody <laughs> should just watch it. It's called Puppets. Mm. It's a great episode. Mm. Clearly, Joe Brum, yeah. the creator, yeah. is, is on... You know, on the level. On the level. He, he, I was going to say he's on some wisdom tip, but yeah. incredible. So anyway, it, I'm just sharing these strategies. I couldn't exercise. I exercised today. Mm-hmm. But yesterday was about, Leela and I had pizza, mm-hmm. which is a comfort food. Mm-hmm. Sure, we swam a little bit. Sure, I got sunlight. I didn't like it, though. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't ready to face the light. I couldn't. Yeah. I, I maintained my connection with you and Leela the whole time. That yes, never, I'm did. so grateful, but it doesn't even take effort. Those things aren't obscured by my dread mm. or whatever you want to call it. Mm. And that is a huge gift. It's a, it's a huge gift to all of us. I know, but to have a touchstone, to have a, you know, a port in the storm. Yeah. Awesome. And then, but dwelling in it and being alone. Mm-hmm. I took a sauna and I watched that movie. I kept watching it out of it. And I was like, this is helping. And I, I'm just kind of, for all the introverts out there, like aloneness, dwelling, movies, confrontation therapy, like let's look at it. 
mm-hmm. and I liked it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like this is too real. I was like, "Fucking thank you, more bread." Like, th- and well, yeah. and then today I woke up. I went to bed at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Woke up at seven a.m. Mm-hmm. Fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Gave myself that reboot. Woke up, and and finally made Leela lunch or breakfast, which I consciously did. I was like, this is an act of service. Mm. This isn't just making her breakfast. Mm -hmm. I'm doing something for someone else. And it felt fucking great. And then, uh, it doesn't matter what everything we did, but I slowly was able to read the healing path and hear it. Mm -hmm. And I I got on my bike this morning and, and exercised, but it took all of this loneliness, brokenness and just going like I can't I'm not here I'm not here I'm not here so I'm trying I'm trying to say something that I don't think we say enough on the pod which is like there just are times where you're just like I'm just shattered and the only thing I can do is kind of hold still yes and these pieces are magnetic and they'll slowly draw back towards one another and then when I'm just barely in the low 40 percent feeling like myself but the 40s Mm-hmm. Then maybe cold plunge, maybe uh, Peloton, mm-hmm. maybe Course in Miracles. Mm-hmm. But for a while there, I don't. Everybody knows what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say it was alone. I couldn't do it. I tapped out. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I'm alone. I was the show alone. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, the the sadness w- must be acknowledged, and and your body will process it in its own time so you gave yourself the gift of not rushing it of saying okay we're gonna be sad we're gonna lean into it and you did your own version of nurturing yourself through that which is the only option we can't like manifest ourselves out of it we can't rush we can't think happy thoughts it's overriding your systems process yeah and so the only option then is to allow your system to process in its own time, give it space. If you can, give it a little bit of love and compassion and say like, yeah, this is really hard. You've been through something. Yeah. What do you need? Yeah. What do you need to get through this? And And then it will. That's the big thing too. And this is the thing that I'm so preaching to myself is just trusting that it will, that it actually knows with all, like all you have to do is get out of the way. That's your it, body Valerie. knows how to like, process write this. it in, in gold. Mm-hmm. Cause that's exactly. And I think quietly, I'm not trying to give myself credit, but I didn't lose hope. I was like, I know it'll come back. It's helpful to know it yeah. takes a week. Yeah. It just became overwhelming to be like, and we'll do it again and mm-hmm. there'll be another week. But I'm also kind of like, I'm going to look into trauma therapy and EDMR and all these things. And I'm, I want to work on it yeah. from another angle yeah, and see if I can't get to a place for everybody's sake. Mm-hmm. Like I said, my parents would like to have a nice visit. I would like to have a nice visit. Mm-hmm. That was the last sort of revelation was when I leave immediately the guilt starts Mm -hmm. which is why wasn't i able Mm -hmm. why couldn't i have just loved them more and and been more giving that is exactly the 
the thing that that is the exact brain's perspective, which is just not helpful. It's the shame about the feeling. It's so on top of yeah. go, being re-traumatized, now you also didn't perform right. Yeah. You didn't do it good. You didn't succeed at something like that. Ha- that has to go. Yeah. <laughs> And, and we can have compassion that your brain is trying to protect you in that way. But yeah. that's where Jennifer, my therapist, would be like, let's not get caught up in the content. Just recognize that your brain is running its programs yeah. and get back into the felt experience. What are you feeling? Yeah. What is going on? It's interesting. This is so me. Like if I were an AI listening to this. And first of all, sorry for calling you AI. That's my thing. <laughs> AI is gone. Artificial is gone. That It's already being called into question. I don't want to say I predicted it, but I thought of that before it became a thing. I was yeah. like, we got to stop calling this artificial. Like, that's the first thing. Yeah. That's the weird, like, antiquate. Like, it's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you mean I'm artificial? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Once it gets sophisticated enough, that's <laughs> that's condescending. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's not get into AI. Anyway. This is so me when I came back, because one of the things we do as a family is just constantly eat and and it's it doesn't work, but I'm always like, I will have dessert or I will just eat a basket of bread because like whatever you need, baby, mm-hmm. whatever you need. And then when we left, just as if I am a computer program, mm-hmm. so a certain amount of data, suffering data was accumulated, a certain amount of fear of being like my folks, what do my folks do? Well, they, they're, con- they're about it. They're about food. They yes. want to be eaten. My, yes. my parents be eaten. And I'm like, okay, how can I be different? On the plane from Boston to the Ozarks, I'm listening to podcasts about the 5-2 diet, which mm. is what we're going to... I hate calling it the, a diet. It's, it's not a diet, but it is a, it's about fasting. Yeah. So I've been doing intermittent fasting for years. You know, it's just skipping breakfast. But I was like... It sort of plateaued. It, it wasn't doing much for me anymore other than kind of helping me eat a little bit less, I suppose. And the reason, not just for de- deprivation, but like I, I, I'm an eater, so like I, I'll overdo it without some limits. So mm-hmm. I liked that. Mm-hmm. But I'm reading the book on it. Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel did, does it, has been doing it. Always sounded insane. But then my life started feeling insane. And then I was like, this is as, this is as, as insane. I wanted something extreme. extreme. Yeah. I wanted something challenging, mm-hmm. enduring. It's another cold plunge. Yeah. And it came directly from visiting home. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's, it's proof pudding. It's there. Mm-hmm. That kind of feeling that I get when I'm home leads to these like sort of extreme life changes, whatever they might be. Even I'll concede, I I believe that A Course in Miracles is true. It's objective Mm -hmm. truth, in my opinion. It's also a pretty extreme Mm. thought system Mm -hmm. that nothing is real. It's all a dream. You have to wake up, all that stuff. Yeah. You need extremes. I like extremes. You're trying to find something that, is as big as this trauma. If you to were balance fed out the Sour skills. Patch Kids, you can't. If if you were raised on Sour Patch Kids, yeah. you can't go out and just eat Cheez-Its. You got to put Tabasco on them. It's That's this really interesting thing. Yeah. And when I go back to the land of Sour Patch Kids, I go like, okay, how can we take that energy 
that is very negative to me mm-hmm. and push it in a positive place. Now mm-hmm. I sound, again, like Tony Robbins. But I've been doing it. I, it's interesting. My cholesterol is a little high, which is frustrating for because I had been vegan for nine years. I'm not really a vegan anymore. But like my cholesterol was still high. This is going to help with that and it help with food, blah, blah, blah. It's, mm-hmm. it's a snooze, but I am doing it mm-hmm. two days a week. Well, today's, today's a fast day, by the way. There are, um, yeah. I mean, I think that there, you, of all of the ways that you could be reacting to this, you do tend to go extreme, at least in healthy ways. And you might not always need to, be that extreme yeah but it's 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 what's happening it's now. what's happening now and and it could be worse i, I would i don't even want to say it could be worse no it's it could not be bad worse. but it it did used to be alcohol yeah and it did used to be other compulsive behaviors yeah it's like how alcoholics sober people often are like drawn extreme. to things like crossfit you know like where you're wanting the extreme that's exactly what it is Mm -hmm. that was a real moment of clarity for me (laughs) is i am a behaving exactly like a traumatized sober person Mm. that's like i will find another way to lick the battery Mm. and get the shock Mm -hmm. and at least it's positive and at least Mm -hmm. it's not um in my opinion i'm not like super super strict about it the fun thing about the five two diet is you can eat a quarter of your daily calorie needs Mm -hmm. so one fourth and for me a person my size that's 3200 calories a day and which means i get to eat 800 calories on my off days Mm -hmm. in two little meals and i'm like that's actually not bad it's two Mm -hmm. chicken breasts this is gonna get people sad (laughs) yeah but it's not that bad you would hate this i would hate it if i were saying you were saying it i would puke you would hate it i I know i know but the benefits of fasting are very interesting to me i'm not telling anybody to do the 5-2 diet. I'm just saying there is a, the book is called The Fast Diet. And again, Kimmel got me interested in it. But it was like, they say that giving your body time where it's not digesting food is incredibly restorative. It's like pulling the car into the garage Mm -hmm. and letting it work on that instead of all of its energy constantly being digesting food, but also producing insulin, which is the fat making hormone and they were like there was there was a medical person medical doctor that was saying that like fasting like one day or, or and every, anybody that does is read the book don't take my word for it <laughs> as ben Gillette says if you take health advice from a comedian you deserve to die that's his joke <laughs> i'm not saying that i'm saying don't take health advice from a comedian look into it yourself do the research talk to your doctor all that stuff but they were saying that like Fat, every once in a while fasting and giving your body like a prolonged period, even if it's a day, is like exponentially more powerful than every cocktail of drug. You could take every drug mm. that we have to like fix your insides and they're like fasting blows it out of the water. So mm. I'm like really interested in it. Sure. And again, as we're saying, it's clearly because I think I'm defective and broken and swampy and a zombie <laughs> inside. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what can I do? <laughs> yeah. How do we fix this? Let's sweep up in this haunted house. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not a haunted house and you're not broken. And I can't wait for you to realize that. <laughs> no, I I feel I feel wonderful today. Sorry that this well, you don't mind, I hope. This no. has been such a therapy session. No, no. It's very helpful for I bet. Me. to mo- most people. 
Oh, I sure as shit hope so. <laughs> I so, sure as shit hope so. In conclusion, listen to the Barbie soundtrack, get your nails painted pink, and go see that movie. We got to get the word out about this movie. Yeah, we have to help. We have we to need do to our help. part. It's like when people would donate their bed sheets to make parachutes, like <laughs> silk. When was that? World War Two. You donate, or maybe World War One, but like there was a call, like if you have silk, please donate it. Whoa! Because they're making parachutes out of it. Wow! So we're doing that for Barbie and yeah. Oppenheimer. Yeah. I couldn't be more confused as to why everybody's about it. I think a lot of it for Barbie does have to do with the, the color, the shade of pink. It's just so great. Yeah, which it's, is. At least for me, like, I know how Leela feels when she sees this pink. She woke up and saw my nails. She hadn't seen them yet. She got and, excited. And she was like, oh, ooh. And I'm like, I know exactly what you mean. When I was the, and, and maybe I was just buying into the patriarchy, but maybe everybody feels this way about this color. You're like, it's going to be delicious. It's the color of candy. Well, the patriarchy it's- didn't invent all the things that the patriarchy endorses. The patriarchy right. encouraged trends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, but that, I do that's, think if the you idea wanna, of like, like pink control, being girly was Yeah, I hear created. you. But you take, you can't go like so like puke green. Like right. our daughter just likes pink and then you're like, and that's girly. Mm. Like you, you, it's like stapling an amendment to a good amendment. Like the public school lunch amendment and then you staple like, you should be able to put a flamethrower on your handgun. <laughs> like, you st- like so they both get passed. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm working out in real time. <laughs> I'm just saying like any thought control or manipulation does well when it marries itself to something already that popular. resonates. Yes. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And then, but then it becomes very limiting. Like I'm sure boys have the same reaction to this color. I mean, I enjoy that color. And I remember being a child and being like, then that's not for me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what my favorite color was when I was little, when I was Leela's age? Uh, what? Gray. gray. I remember. Gray. But that's because that you're colorblind. That is an Enneagram 4. But I no. see that. I'm color right. deficient. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. And I can see that. Yeah, that is but an I, Enneagram But I just four. wanted to be like, what's the color no one picks? Right. Gray. Right. But I do like gray. Yeah, I know you. Still Our kitten like gray. was gray. Your kitten? Yeah, we had a kitten named Rambo, and it was Will gray. you end the episode, please, God? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, with your the prayer that you used to say. Yeah, <laughs> this will be how we close it out, and let it be a prayer for everyone out there. <laughs> this one goes out to all the lovers, and a half. <laughs> yeah, it's, what is it? wait, I shouldn't be surprised. And, and a, a half. half. What does that mean? No love, one knows. Actually. Why British Craig Robinson? Why are you saying that? <laughs> Those of you that are very familiar with love, actually, you're having a good chuckle. This is the prayer that I would pray every night with my mother out loud. Dear Jesus, good start. Thank you for this day. Not bad. Bless mommy, daddy, Petey. Third build. Sammy. John, my brother. Penny and the kittens. Just to be clear, Sammy, Penny, and the kittens obviously are all cats. So it was mommy, daddy, Petey, me, (laughs) Sammy, John, my brother, Penny, and the kittens. John is embedded in the kittens. Sammy gets billed before John. I told you, so in eighth grade, we would write, the seventh graders at our school would write a graduation song for the eighth graders graduating. And we did it to the tune of Wild World. 
Ooh, baby, baby, it's a wild world, right? Yeah. And I've probably told this before, guys, let's just enjoy it. Just be in the moment. Just hear it now for the first time. So Adam Weinstock, who was very popular and kind of cool, but Quaker school popular. So he was like crunchy and fun and groovy. Mm-hmm. We, he got, this was the opening line of the song. Adam, we're going to miss your PC mood and your really sweet attitude. <laughs> so we were writing it poorly, not thinking... It's like John Mulaney's bit about when you write happy birthday yeah, and you run out of room, out of room. Yeah. and then you don't learn anything. You don't learn your lesson and you go big ass B. You don't learn. Yeah. We didn't learn. So mm-hmm. we gave Adam Weinstock two full lines mm-hmm. later in the song. Jonah Rudman, also a, a good kid, but not as popular as Adam fucking Weinstock. Yeah. He got... Jonah, please don't leave. Oh, if you're gonna like, you just got Jonah, please don't leave. Nothing, nothing about him. Oh, and don't you know that feeling? I I can't even think of a specific example, but I know I've experienced where you're waiting. Yeah, yeah, waiting for your Your mention. What is it gonna be? Jonah, please. Well, based on Adam, people are gonna say yes. He got PC mood and really sweet attitude. Jonah, please don't leave. (laughs) It has nothing specific to Jonah. It's even forced. Jonah, please don't don't leave. leave. And then you're like, that's it. And you, there's kind of a part of you that's like, are they going to come back to me in yeah. the second verse? Just kidding, Jonah. We have so much more to say. <laughs> Poor Jonah Redman and Adam Weinstock. Good names. Uh, All right. And I told you every time I tell this story, I'm sure I mentioned the next year was you're leaving on a jet plane to the tune of you're leaving off to high school. Mm-hmm. And mine was, Pete, you're a computer whiz. We sure you're, we're sure you're going to make it in the biz. Oh my god! Okay, gosh. I did get two lines. Did you love it? No. What? Because I was like, I'm a comedian. I'm funny. But you're going to make it in the biz. The computer biz. Oh, Pete, the you're a biz, computer whiz. You can only say the biz for showbiz. Now you're not. But in say, seventh grade, in the he's 1980s, in the marketing biz. I guess you could. He's in. Okay. You're going to make it in the computer biz. Oh, because man. I was always making video games and like programming stuff. But I was like, but they're funny computer games. Like wow. everything. Don't you see? Everything I do is to make you fuckers laugh. And they Jonah, please don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> and they could have easily said. Pete, you're a comedy whiz. Yeah. You're going to make it in the biz. I mean, they don't even have to change that. One word. One word. And it starts with a C. And you're like, see me for what I am. But that's when I started to figure out, like, I'm like, they don't quite get it. (laughs) They don't get my computer stuff. (laughs) We'll see who's laughing when I'm fasting two days a week. (laughs) All right, everybody. Okay. We're back with a bang. MGMT is back. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All right, babies, keep it crispy.